Welcome, Savvy Investor, to Skyline Views. Guys, welcome to another episode of Skyline Views. I'm Chris Mills. Welcome back. My guest today is Nick Kite from Coldwell Banker First Ottawa. So we're talking Canada real estate today. Welcome, Nick. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me on, Chris. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, investing in uh, you know neighboring countries and stuff is always kind of exciting and things. So uh, I want to introduce you or you introduce yourself to the audience and um, we'll just kind of take it from there. Absolutely. So um, born and raised in Ottawa, Canada, which is the nation's capital. Um, I've been in real estate now. This is my eighth year, uh, all with Coldwell Banker First Ottawa. Um, and definitely, um, a business from a business standpoint is something I always want to be in. And, uh, it's, it's been just such an enjoyment the past eight years. And as we head into 2021, it's nice to be able to reflect, um, on a very, very busy and successful year and, um, make new goals and, and plans for, uh, for 2021. Very cool. Um, talk to us about the the real estate market, maybe, you know, Canada as a whole, and then we'll drill down into Ottawa because uh, a lot of this audience is U.S. based. So uh, kind of start broad view. What is it like? And then what are the differences, you know, between the U.S. and Canada? Sure. So Canada in general has has been seen as a safe haven for many investors. Um, there's there's been a lot of international investment, uh, but as well as as domestic. From a broad standpoint, um, the larger markets, which I would consider Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal, um, these would be considered the three very major um, metropolitan areas within Canada. Um, Montreal falls into Quebec. Uh, which is a province, Ontario, which would be Toronto, and Vancouver, which would be British Columbia. Each um, are very unique. Um, a lot of people say there's a lot of similarities between uh, Toronto and Vancouver. Um, both have a very large international impact uh, via um, work, students, uh, and investment. Uh, Montreal is a little bit on a smaller scale, um, but has a lot of investment uh, from the uh, domestic province, uh, international, um, and people go in there for for uh, job relocations um, because of the French and English uh, aspect that um, happens in Quebec. So overall, um, the Canadian real estate um, has done very well this year. Um, in those major centers, you're seeing very high increases in value, which is normal. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> you're seeing these increases, but I think both on the upside and the downside, uh, Canada, generally speaking, is not quite as volatile as the U.S. Is that correct? Correct. And th that is, is definitely one of the main reasons uh, we do have such a appeal to international investors. Okay, so safe haven looking for um, international investors, maybe all across the world looking for, you know, acceptably lower returns, but in that trade for, you know, the, the lack of volatility, right? You're not necessarily going to knock it out of the park, but you don't have to stay up at night wringing your hands either, right? That's that's correct. And I, I think that's a really good point, Chris, because what you see is, is 
from an in, in from an investor, but also very important from an international investor, is they want somewhere where their money is going to grow. It doesn't have to grow uh, exponentially. Um, it can grow um, at a at a good pace, so that they're they're watching their investment. And I think that's why, especially some of the major centers are seen as very attractive uh, to these investors for placing their money in there. And obviously, we can go into uh, many different reasons why certain countries and whatnot um, have have taken money out of their country and put it into the Canadian real estate, um, which is a large uh, factor uh, in the Vancouver and Toronto real estate markets. Gotcha. So uh, you also deal in luxury real estate. What does that look like in comparison to, you know, what the average U.S. citizen thinks of as luxury real estate? So I, I think right off the bat, it's it's the price point. So, um, you know, the the television shows that have come out like million dollar listing uh mm-hmm. selling sunset you know although which i love watching because it's it's very entertaining um very few and far between do we have you know 40 million dollar listings here in in canada you know there there may be one or two or three spread out between british columbia and and the toronto area or or you know cottage properties that are, that are more secondary homes uh, but are really our our luxury market um in canada has significantly increased because of the values keep going up in 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 cities so therefore the luxury threshold um is becoming a lot more active uh whereas five years ago um Take, for instance, here in Ottawa, selling a home over a million dollars in Ottawa five years ago, um, there were very few neighborhoods uh, that saw those kind of price points. Whereas now, um, there are many neighborhoods that are selling well over the million dollar price point, which in the U.S. would be considered small potatoes. Yeah. Talk about the process for a minute of uh, purchasing in Canada. What are the the nuances that some U.S. citizens may not be aware of? Yeah, so I, th- I I think there's a there's there's some similarities and then there's a lot of differences. So I think the major thing is is that you you need to always have a circle of trust. And the first first people I always reach out to would be your money people. You want to speak to to the mortgage brokers, uh, the banks, um, to see where people are coming from. Are they coming from you know the province? Are they coming domestically? Are they coming from international? Um, because you really got to get a profile for that specific investor or buyer uh, so that they understand what it takes to invest in Canada. And I think that's a conversation that is initially very, very impactful because I think a lot of people just think, oh, well, I want that house and uh, I'll put an offer in and uh, I'll get it because I have all this money here in the US or or other places um, and it's it's just sitting here. So I'll just use it because uh, Canada is seen as, as great value. But to take the money and then put it into the Canadian system um, is a completely different story. So I always recommend having um, either a Zoom chat, um, um, Microsoft uh, group meeting, um, or just some dialogue uh, on the phone uh, between myself, the investor, and the bank or mortgage broker, just to go over those guidelines and set them up for success. And sometimes um, it's not... Uh, an immediate uh, investment. Sometimes people are looking, you know, six, 
months to a year down the road. Others are thinking that it's much easier. So that kind of conversation is a wake-up call and allows us to direct and be proactive with those investors. Gotcha. The steps of the process from, you know, finding a property, getting it under contract, you know, escrow, closed settlement, is, are, are all those the same? Um, or are there any extra steps that uh, someone might need to be aware of? Yeah, so um, there, there are some differences in terms of the terminology and how we work. So for instance, in, in real estate in, in, in Canada, um, you want to put an offer. There, there are a significant amount of documentation that is required um, to be completed by the buyer in preparation of offering. Um, once an offer is submitted, um, obviously there's negotiation. So we will fast forward and let's just say it's a successful uh, initial deal. And there are conditions within that agreement. Um, most uh, common would be finance, inspection, insurance. Um, those would be the top three. Um, and then uh, you normally do seven to 10 business days um, for certain conditions of that nature. Um, and then during that time, you're working, you get together with your mortgage broker or the bank, um, you're looking out for quotes from your insurance, and you're scheduling an inspection of the property. Um, all those three factors go well. Uh, those conditions are lifted, uh, making the deal firm. So what happens is based on the deal being firm and the closing date, um, that's when usually you would schedule uh, a final viewing of the property, or if, if if an appraiser needs to get back in there to to, to have a view of the property, um, that's usually how it works. And then there's closing day, uh, or known as possession day, um, and that's when um, keys are transferred from the seller's lawyer to the buyer's lawyer um, for the buyers to pick up, and uh, they have a new home. So th th that would be you know when we say escrow. That's very similar to our conditional period. It's just not the same um, length of time um, that would be normal in the in the U.S. Um, in addition, in certain markets, um, there hasn't I haven't seen conditions in offers in a very long time because of how um, competitive and such low inventory in some markets uh, within Canada. Gotcha. Is it similar for commercial as well? Um, it was more um, commercial is seen as kind of a different beast. Uh, they, they do look at some uh, of the same kind of research data and whatnot. Um, Ottawa has been consistently a very strong commercial and residential uh, location because of our industries. And when I say industries, um, over 20% of our workforce uh, works for the federal government. So to have that kind of significant um, impact within the city um, just kind of keeps everything very stable um, and and is an opportunity where a lot of people see the value in, in investing in, in Ottawa real estate. Gotcha. How about medium sized to larger single family homes that are you know strategically placed for Airbnb and other short term rentals? Uh, what does that market look like? So I would say that right now that market is a little bit on pause uh, just because of the COVID factor. Mm -hmm. um, that was a market that was being driven from an investor standpoint um, as one of the avenues of obtaining income. 
right now, um, there has not been that many properties that are um, interested in that time, type of stream at this current moment, just because of, of, of obviously what's happening uh, around the world globally, um, but also here in Ottawa. So I would say that the, the detached home segment um, would, would not be seen as attractive um, from, from an investor, um, but they are a lot of, um, whether townhouses or condos, um, depending on the rules and regulations, uh, for the condo board, uh, that have been used in that nature. Gotcha. Some nice place on, you know, up on a mountainside or a ski, you know, town, something like that. It's on lockdown from COVID now. Do you think that's a sale? You think that's an opportunity? Uh, it's going to come right back or, you know, would you caution investors even still, you know, if they're thinking long-term? So I think the first off would be the location that people are looking for. And I, what's, what's happened and it's probably the same in the U S but there has been a lot of discussion about secondary properties. Um, people getting out of their kind of comfort zone or their bubble um, and, and, and looking for properties that have access to waterfront, to recreation, a, a very big recreation that, uh, that took place this year that just grew was golf. Um, and uh, in winter here in, in Canada, obviously skiing, snowshoeing, cross-country skiing, those are all uh, major recreations that, that people enjoy. So for instance, um, about two hours from the nation's capital here, Ottawa, there is a very popular uh, ski destination, which is called Mont Tremblant. And um, they have uh, chalets, um, condos, uh, homes, all different types, uh, and, and lots of uh, hotel uh, opportunities, uh, depending on what people are looking for. Um, it's always been a very strong and safe place to invest uh, because of the amount of tourism, um, not only internationally and domestically, but a lot from this area. Um, a lot of people have their places there and just enjoy a quick drive, whether it's from Ottawa, which is about two hours, or from Montreal, let's say, um, you're looking about uh, just over two or under um, uh, an hour 45. So from two very populous cities, um, you get away and you feel like you're in Europe. So I, I do still see great value in, in those types of locations because when COVID does, um, you know, um, when it when it does go away or the, we, we are able to vaccine, um, people are going to want to return to some form of normalcy that they were um, comfortable with um, and also you know, travel and, and those destinations definitely uh, have the recreation and restaurants and nightlife and, and whatnot, entertainment, so say, for, for people to go and enjoy. Gotcha. How are landlord tenant laws uh, from your perspective? Are they favorable one way or another towards landlords, towards tenants? Um, are they, you know, maybe compared to the US? Uh, structured differently, a little more strict. What would you say? So I, I would say it's 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 definitely leans more towards um, tenants, um, and what is happening even more now is that because of COVID, um, there are a lot of people who are doing the terminology "cash for keys." Um, mm -hmm. Right we now, terminology here. Yeah. Yeah. 
so yeah, I, I think it's pretty universal, which is which is great. Um, the the issue is is that because landlords are uh, looking at selling their investment properties, um, and if they're not vacant uh, and come with tenants, um, if the next owner uh, wants vacant possession. Um, either for them to move in or for a close family member to move in. Um, that specifically has to be stated. However, if um, they do not leave on closing, um, the seller um, is in breach of that agreement. And there are currently uh, lawsuits that are taking place um, from the buyers who say, you know, th this was part of the uh, agreement. Uh, we we can now terminate and whatnot. And tenants are are understanding of their rights, um, and they are choosing either not to leave or to request um, funds uh, for them to do so because uh, they do have to find um, another place to live, and and rents are very competitive and on the high side uh, for what people are used to paying in Ottawa. Gotcha. What would you uh, point people to US investors here, whether passive or active? What would you point them to as far as resources, uh, good websites, books, um, if they want to study up on various areas that they may be considering investing in? What's a good place to get market knowledge? So market knowledge, you can look at the Canadian Real Estate Magazine, uh, Canadian uh, Wealth Management. There are so many resources online. Um, a lot of the local factors that I find may not come up in, in, in a search or whatnot. So just actually Googling um, cities that you want to be more familiar with, um, as an investor, you want to know what that city offers uh, the population, what are the, um, you know, what are the trends that are coming for, for that uh, city in terms of immigration, uh, job relocations, um, and just in, in general, understanding where you would want to invest in, um, that has a lot of knowledge. Second to that would definitely be uh, connecting with a local real estate agent um, in that location and, and, and having some interviews. If you, if you don't know someone or um, you don't have someone that can refer you, um, there's absolutely, um, to me, it would, it's it, just like anything, it's a, it's a smart idea to gain information from multiple different people and see who you fit with um, and who can provide you the information that you're looking for. Because really, if you don't know much about a city, you really have to get educated on it and have someone that knows the ins and outs of that city. And based on what your investment portfolio um, is wanting to be or your expectations of, um, they can direct and tailor uh, the information that uh, that they need to know so that they can make an informed decision to see if that is the right investment for them. Gotcha. What about, uh, you know, KPI economic indicators? Uh, are there websites for or, or other sources that you would refer people to regarding um, economic things that they would be looking into? Yeah. So again, uh, what happens is each city um, has a very uh, fulsome um, kind of list of 
of uh, available links um, here in Ottawa. If you Google the city of Ottawa, um, you're going to see information on bylaws, um, in, in investment, real estate, um, jobs, uh, relocation, uh, ma major sectors, uh, education. Um, there's there's just such a wealth of of information. So I think what happens is a lot of people um, dive in and just don't know kind of where to stop or what they're looking at uh, in terms of all these different uh, information. So um, I can I can just say from experience, um, I got a call last year um, from clients that were looking at investing in Ottawa in a very prime neighborhood known as the Glebe. Um, they were from New Jersey um, and uh, were looking at uh, potentially retiring here in Ottawa um, because they would be closer to their family that live in Toronto and Montreal. So they kind of be somewhere close in the middle uh, with a quick commuting. And and what they were looking for was what lifestyle that they can have for the money that they were looking at investing in in Ottawa. So that was very tailored. So their budget was a very healthy one. Um, for, for the auto real estate market. So I was able to show them um, online uh, multiple homes that were currently listed uh, that, would that would fit their needs. Um, and then what I did is I provided them with um, very specific information about each neighborhood. Um, and when I pretty much dug down, it was how many grocery stores are within walking distance? Um, what restaurants, you know, what type of cuisine do you like? Uh, what, what about recreation? Do you want to, how close do you want to be to, to the water, nature trails, bike paths, kind of like really diving into what type of lifestyle they want. And so that was all broken down um, with very, very key indicators. And based on that, they were able to see, and kind of acknowledge that yes, maybe this was um, a neighborhood of of um, could be a potential, or no, this is not what we're looking for based on the location. And so I think I think that's that's what investors everyone's different, and so um, each each have unique needs, and that's why having a conversation uh, to begin and then be able to tailor your service and what they're looking for um, is, is very important. And like I said, it always, it always comes down to the, the price point that they're looking for. Um, and then, and then starting with that conversation uh, in terms of a bank or mortgage broker so that they're well aware um, of what the process is for purchasing in Canada. Gotcha. Gotcha. Last question. Are Canadians really as chill and kind as we all think they are? <laughs> um, overall absolutely um, <laughs> I have to say that every, every time we travel um, you know whether it's in the US uh, the Caribbean Mexico or or in Europe um, people can pick Canadians out I don't just so easily and um, to me that's that just goes to say a lot about uh, how we are as a country and 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 people and I have to say that uh um, though I love traveling and, and going to many different countries, um, I always love coming home. 
and uh, especially here in Ottawa um, with so many great um, friends and family. Um, it just really is a unique dynamic here um, and one that I would, I would never leave. I would definitely love to travel, but I would always uh, remain here in Ottawa and to call it home. Very cool. Very cool. Thanks, Nick, for your time. Tell everybody how they can get a hold of you if they want to reach you. Absolutely, Chris. First of all, I just want to say thanks for having me on. This was a wonderful experience. And um, you can find me at nickkite.com. That's K-Y-T-E, not K-I-T-E. Mm -hmm. um, and all my social media is there. I'm across all platforms at Nick J. Kite, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Facebook, YouTube, um, and uh, Instagram. And um, if anyone ever has any questions, uh, on the Canadian real estate or, or here locally in the Ottawa and surrounding areas, I'm, I'm always available for, for questions and referrals. All right. Thanks again, Nick. I'm sure we'll talk soon. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Chris. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to another episode of Skyline Views with Chris Mills. We hope you found this valuable and useful. Feel free to share it with friends or family that could benefit as well. Please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. We really appreciate it. Also, we'd love to hear from you. Connect with us through thehaneycompany.com. See you next time. The information provided in this episode is not intended as specific tax or legal advice and may not be relied upon for purposes of avoiding any federal tax penalties. Skyline Views, The Haney Company, their employees and representatives are not authorized to give tax or legal advice. Individuals are advised to seek advice from their own tax or legal counsel. Individuals involved in the estate planning process should work with an estate planning team, including their own personal legal or tax counsel. The information provided here does not constitute personal financial advice, but is meant for the conveyance of information for educational purposes only. All investing involves risk, including the risk of loss. Past performance is not indicative of future returns. Guarantees are backed by the claims-paying ability of the insurer. Christopher Mills is a registered representative of Coastal Equities Incorporated and an investment advisor representative of Coastal Investment Advisors Incorporated. Neither Coastal Equities Incorporated nor Coastal Investment Advisors Incorporated is affiliated with Skyline Views or the Haney Company. Advisory services are offered through Coastal Investment Advisors Incorporated, a U.S. SEC registered investment advisor, and securities are offered through Coastal Equities Incorporated. Member FINRA SIPC, 1201 North Orange Street, Suite 729, Wilmington, Delaware, 19801.